0: First in our Bill of Rights is the freedom to hear uncensored ideas and opinions, to think your own thoughts, and to say what's on your mind. We couldn't have liberty without it. Now more than ever, it's good to spout off, to listen, debate, and participate. Here's your host of Spouting Off, commentator, columnist, and all-around rabble-rouser, Karen Cataline.
1: And welcome once again to spouting off Karen Cataline with you. I love doing, um, and we do three of these a week in various, uh, capacities and, uh, they're always available for a variety of networks to pick them up on the KRN radio network. This one that we're doing here is in syndication and, uh, we love when you join us on Spouting Off. So, as you have been watching, this is just as an aside, the Queen, Queen Elizabeth II, is still to be buried. She won't be buried until uh, Monday, and uh, and all of our flags are at half-mast. I do not begrudge the Brits for their queen. That is what we fought a war to avoid. So. I am perplexed by the flags at half-mast, which it's globalism. She wasn't America's queen. She was a world leader. She was a world figure, but we've never, that's not true, we have in the past uh, flown flags at half-mast for public figures like Nelson Mandela uh, during President No. 44's uh, um, administration. It just fi- I just find it fascinating that we are flying a flag, our American flag, at half mast in a tribute to Queen Elizabeth. I would guarantee ya that there are young people, and in fact, people of all ages, that would find uh, it selfish and petty and inappropriate to find something wrong with that because we have diminished and weakened our principles, our laws, our Bill of Rights, everything just to appear good-natured and good-hearted. Meanwhile, the policies being implemented are not good-natured, are not good-hearted, and are harmful to the republic for which it stands. What's one of them is a Piece of news that at least conservatives have been talking about as good news, and that is that the gutsy, strong, and unapologetic governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, delivered some presents to Kamala Harris at her home in front of her at her home in uh, Martha's Vineyard, and that was a couple of busloads of illegal immigrants. Why'd he do that? Well, let me tell you what I think is why he did it. He did it because Kamala Harris, only a few days ago, uh, claimed that the southern border was secure. Now, I guess Ron DeSantis tried to show her the reality versus the silly rhetoric that we are uh, uh, treated to on a regular basis that whatever you say must be true if you say it and if you're a Democrat. No, nope, that's not true. So uh, Ron DeSantis took those non-existent illegal aliens who have said, admitted and said that they are invited to simply walk across the border. He put them in buses and he sent them to Martha's Vineyard. So these are areas, and in fact, uh, uh, Governor Greg Abbott, who is not nearly as proactive as Ron DeSantis, but we don't mind if he does similar things. Greg Abbott of Texas running for re-election this mid-cycle, midterm election, uh, he sends them to Washington, DC. Why? Because these are areas run by leftists who send illegal immigrants. To conservative areas on purpose to make them take care of them, and they do it in the in the under the cover of darkness uh, and then they claim that they are sanctuary cities that they will be a sanctuary for illegal aliens that they have invited across the border. never mind the sanctity of life of just the life, safety, and security of people, citizens in this country that live somewhere on the border or near the border. But never mind the fact that these people who want a better life, and they ain't running from America, they're running to America, don't forget that. Never mind that they have not been vetted for danger, for criminality, for disease, for um, ill feelings about the United States. As a matter of fact, The more ill feelings they have for the United States, the more they appear to be welcomed in. But guess what? The left that claims they are sanctuary cities for illegals doesn't want them. It took literally, this is the latest on that, the Federalist is reporting that left-wing Martha's Vineyard elites deported illegal immigrants after just 24 hours. How about that? So, when they've been confronted with the reality versus the fantasy versus the gaslighting that says, we're going to tell you what reality is, and not only. Is it going to be the opposite of the truth? But we're going to punish you and persecute you. Persecute you, that is. That's a very important word these days. We're going to persecute you if you dare to question us. We're going to censor you, shut you down, take you off social media, punish you and call you the terrorist if you dare to say that what we are telling you isn't true. Think of that. America has been built on civil dissent. Not civil defense, but civil dissent. The ability to dissent, the ability for numerous opinions and ideas. And if you ever heard Hillary Clinton's screeching speech, which I have played before during the W. Bush administration when she was screaming and screeching at a rally, we have a right, I'm not going to do it like she does because I have more respect than for you than that. We have a right to disagree with any administration. I'm sick and tired of saying that if you disagree with this administration, you're not patriotic. That was a time, because they keep changing, you know, the rules change according to their political needs. That was a time when, They claim to be patriotic. Now they claim that if you're any sort of patriot, if you refer to yourself as a patriot, well, you're really a terrorist. They have gone full circle in turning words and meanings upside down and on their heads. So, why am I talking about this? Uh, You know, and why have I chosen this of all things? when there's a million things we could be talking about, uh, this is critically important, not only because it is good news, because defiance to tyranny, um, uh, speaking the truth in the face of obvious lies, is an act of courage and an act of uh, uh, of guts. Like, like Winston Churchill said, you know, never, 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 never give up. But but what do we not give up on the the idea that you? Uh, 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 let me back up. The um, pushback, the defiance to tyranny, the standing up as Ron DeSantis has done is not only good news, but it shows that it works because now they've been exposed. These leftists, hypocrites, who are telling us that that anybody who disagrees with their open border policy that will destroy and is destroying America and our institutions, doesn't matter what color they are, does not matter what color they are. If a country cannot protect its own borders, which is the uh, one of the few jobs the federal government has, then it won't any longer be a country. So Ron DeSantis had the guts not only to push back but to feed them a little of their own medicine. So that's what we're talking about here. It's time for conservatives, isn't it? And anybody who loves liberty, I don't care what the label is because it's not really left versus right anymore. Uh, People who see that the Democrat Party has abandoned everything that they thought the Democrat Party stood for, which was equal justice under the law, freedom of speech, um, and some of the most basic principles of America have found that they've they've all been turned upside down So they are the racists they're saying white people uh, are going to be fired first that's racist I don't care what color it is uh, They're saying that if you dare to question an election you shouldn't be able to run for office think of the logic of that it they do wrap around smears we know what that is so, so it's time to start feeding them their own medicine and let the public see who they really are. They're doing a real good job of it. We have some astonishingly good guests this hour. Can't wait to tell you about uh, the first one when we come back. Karen Catalina, you're listening to Spouting All.
2: Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today withdrawing your own cash has become risky pat boone here for swiss america according to the secret war a swiss america white paper i learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual you must read the secret war it's free
3: thanks pat call now toll free 866 That's 866
2: Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But the secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War.
3: Call now, toll free, 866 That's 866
4: Are you tired of the same old snacks? Looking for something a little healthier than that bag of chips or candy bar? Even your average bag of trail mix these days is little more than peanuts, raisins, and candy-coated chocolate. Not very healthy, is it? Allow me to introduce you to White Mountain Munchies. Made from 100% all-natural ingredients, White Mountain Munchies combines unique flavors with nutritional value that will tingle your taste buds and strengthen and sustain your overall health and wellness. Eating good never tasted so good. From Maggie's Maple Madness to Hannah's Heavenly Harvest, Grayson's Getaway Goodies, and our limited edition Christmas blend, Jacoby's Jolly Jumble, White Mountain Munchies offers nutritious and delicious snacks that the whole family is sure to love. Pick yours up now through our easy to use online store at WhiteMountainMunchies.com. White Mountain Munchies, non GMO when you're on the go.
2: Your daughter doesn't want to talk about why her room is a horrible mess. Your son doesn't want to talk about why he's wearing mismatching socks. Your spouse doesn't want to talk about their bad haircut. Families don't have to talk about everything. But they should talk to plan for an emergency. Pack basic supplies in a go-bag. Water. Canned food. Flashlights. Batteries. Medical supplies. IDs, and some cash. Talk about where you'll meet in case you lose one another. And of course, don't forget to pack the dog treats. Talk to your family and make an emergency plan. Go to nyc.gov readyny or call 311 to make your family's emergency plan. Brought to you by New York City Emergency Management and the Ad Council.
1: A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council.
0: Karen Cataline got her parents to name her Karen before she was born so she could grow up to be a punchline. Now here's more Spouting Off with Karen Cataline.
1: Welcome back everyone to spouting off in the middle of September, just about six weeks before the midterm elections in America. One of the great joys I have to do as many episodes were on three hundred and ninety six episodes of Spouting Off is that I get to meet such great guests. This next one I interviewed only a week ago on another one of our broadcasts, and it was so good I wanted to bring her on this show. Uh, we kind of hit it off and uh, for a variety of reasons, and that's that just happens that way, you know, chemistry and all. Her name is Diane Betterman, and she is a Canadian author, speaker, and journalist passionate about, no wonder we get along, religion, ethics, politics, and mental health. Her love of religion has led her to serve as a multi-faith endorsed hospital chaplain. She holds degrees in science and the humanities, and I could go on, but I, uh, I won't have time to talk to her. Her latest book, Bullies of Woke and the Assault on Mental Health, Diane Betterman, thank you so much for joining us once again on Spouting Off.
5: Thank you,
1: Karen. It's a pleasure to be back with you. It is. It is. And, uh, and hello to Canada, heavens to Pete. I want to get right into your book. And, okay. and talking about mental health in particular, uh, you really have, have highlighted that as an issue in the Bullies of Woke and their assault on mental health. Why did you decide to frame that book that way?
5: Oh, I wish I could take credit for that, truly. I was talking to a friend, and we were discussing bullying, and we were discussing progressive stuff, and then we got on to mental illness, and the person said to me, hey, bullying and mental illness, and that's where it went. Mm-hmm. You just never okay. know what you're going to come up to when you talk to your local friends at your local coffee shop.
1: <laughs> and you know <laughs> what, Diane? It it, it highlights, is there's a lot of... Uh, Uh, meaning to choosing those words because it highlights that whatever the radical left accuses everyday normal citizens of, Kirchlichter calls them the normals, is what they're either getting ready to do or are doing. They're bullying other people who don't agree. Talk about what woke does to mental health and how it's an assault on mental health.
5: If I could, there's a chapter in the book, and it it is my favorite because it speaks directly to how the left is implementing or causing mental illness. The chapter is called Revenge Racism. There are experts, and I name them in the book, who talk about the damage done and intergenerational uh, problems with slavery and racism, how it harmed children. There is no arguing that when you make someone feel lesser than, you're going to harm them. And some people, it will affect their mental health. We know about this. We hear about it all the time. And what, what are these people doing now that we've acknowledged that treating someone as lesser than, which goes against America's Constitution, which clearly states all people are born with equal intrinsic value. How are we fixing that? Oh, we're telling people that white people are evil. The same black experts that warned about the damage are now doing to white people what they feel was done to their people.
1: I might add, Diane. hmm? I might just throw in: it's often the white liberals that are doing that, not even black people, but white liberals are are they're white. But they want to smear, frame, and throw all people into one big bucket of deplorables, don't they? Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. I threw that out.
5: But what I'm watching in America, which is happening in Canada, but we're so tiny, it doesn't matter. America's ethic, and this is what I've always written about, is under attack. The Judeo-Christian ethic is under attack by revenge racism. Why? Because the Bible teaches us that revenge belongs only to God. America is not an honor-shame, revenge-based culture, as are most cultures around the world. It is Mm -hmm. one that's based on justice and mercy, charity and loving-kindness. Granted, we haven't perfected that. We never will, because only God is perfect. But you have in America people like Ibram X. Kendi, who is right up there in my top five evil telling people that being white is dangerous, it's evil, it, it, it causes all kinds of terrible things. Biden's administration supports Ibram's teachings, and this is all about revenge. Well, you heard us, so now we're going to tell you that white people are very, very bad people. Uh, Donald um, Moss, do Dr. Don, yep.
1: Uh, um. Oh, forgive me. I'm sorry. Okay. I, 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 you were not finished. I just want to unpack this a little bit in this segment that we have, which is never long enough. Um. I, I, And that is the accountability that they take away. If they take away accountability and Mm -hmm. uh, Dennis Prager is famous for saying those who are kind to the cruel will be cruel to the kind. So it's not kind. If you don't hold people accountable in some rational justice way that is equal to us all, Uh, if you promise that some people will get away with stuff and some people won't by virtue of the color of their skin, Sounds like revenge racism, doesn't it, Diane?
5: Right. But the problem then again is our ethic, and I can't keep telling this enough, and I've written a book about it called Back to the Ethic, Reclaiming Western Values. The Mm -hmm. ethic talks about rights, but holding hands with responsibilities. The ethic teaches that we are the subject of our destiny. Our moral agency helps us make decisions to be the best. We are not born into our fate. Now, when you start teaching black people, which is the thing that goes with revenge racism, well, because you're black, you're not going to succeed. Victimology leads to horrible mental illness. Horrible. Mm. When you tell someone you're helpless, Helplessness for me as someone who's had, who has a mental illness is worse than hopelessness. When you tell a black person, well, it's not your fault, you're black, where's the impetus to try to do better? It tells you you can't. When you start telling white people that you suffer from whiteness and it's terrible and there's no permanent cure, how's that going to help anyone? There are children that are being taught in school today because of Ibram X. Kendi and the Biden administration that, you know, being white is very evil. You should go home uh-huh. and discuss the problem of whiteness with your family. That's what you need to do when you are uh-huh. white. That happened in Loudon County, Virginia, because a child was at school and she came home and asked her white mommy, mommy, are we evil because we're born white? This is taking place uh-huh. in America today. All over America. And dear America, I have two children and six grandchildren living in your country. I'm counting on you to stand Uh, up and fight back uh, against the harm being done to black and white children because of color. And because we have people like Patrice Couleurs who talked about, oh, the poor black people, Black Lives Matter. She owns a $6 million uh, residence. Well, how did you get that if you're a black victim? And then some other black person says, what? Black people can't do well? Well, that's what you told me. You told me in Black Lives Matter that black people being black are going to fail and white people being white are evil. These are cultural cultures that have nothing to do with America. Yeah, I'm getting that, angry. I'm sorry, Karen.
1: <laughs> no, that's why we have talk radio. You can be as passionate as you want. Okay, I don't know how much. It, uh, please be passionate. I, I I don't think I want to get your thoughts in our ne- last couple of minutes. It's really really short. I don't think that this is a means to an end. I truly do believe that all the divisiveness, the dividing Americans, having them at each other's throats is part of a plan. Because as you know, the Black Lives Matter, they said they were trained Marxists. They said their goal was to destroy the nuclear family. It is all for a purpose. This is just a tactic. What do you think about that?
5: Absolutely, there is a plan. You know, every time I say there is a plan, it's like a conspiracy theory. There is a plan to destroy America the freedom-loving country whose, again, I can't say this enough, whose ethic is based in the Hebrew Bible that changed the world about uh, being responsible for your actions. There is a plan to destroy freedom. How? Destroy the family from the bottom up with transgender and teaching white people are evil and black people are victims, and then mm-hmm. coming around from the top and doing what's always done, divide and conquer. And the it is heartbreaking,
1: reason, but we yeah. have only 10 minute, ten seconds. Tell everybody how they can find your book, Bullies of Woke and Their Assault on Mental Health.
5: You can go to Amazon.com, and you can also go and learn more about the book on my blog site, B E D E R M A N.com, and you can find my Great. books and my blogs.
1: Thank you, Diane. I can't wait to talk to you again. Diane Betterman. Thank you, Karen. All right. We're going to be right back and we're going to talk about Constitution Day. It's coming up.
0: Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest-growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped My Pillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. Every MyPillow is made with passion here in my home state of Minnesota to ensure you get the best sleep of your life.
1: One of the things that I really like about MyPillow is the support. It gives my neck a little hug.
6: I've never slept better in my life. What's better than a great night's sleep? Call or
0: go online to take advantage of my
3: best. Off
0: forever for a limited time. When you use your promo code, you can get premium my pillows regularly $69.98, now only $2998. With our 60-day money-back guarantee, you have nothing to lose. Sleep Well America! Call one
1: 800 867 416 and use the promo code RAM. R-A-M. That's one 800 867 416 and use the promo code RAM. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, it my pillow. Hi, it's Karen Cataline. It's been almost a decade since I wrote Fat Lash Food Police in The Fear of Thin. It's about my early experiences in child beauty pageants and being put on extreme diets. Remember when that was shocking? Sadly, that seems like child's play compared to what we are watching today when politicians and woke corporations are actually advocating for the sexualization of children. Everyone's children. We're watching a frontal attack on childhood innocence. This is one story, my story. Fatlash illustrates and explains why good boundaries are essential for kids to grow up healthy. They need their parents to set them, not the government. Get Fatlash today. It's available in paperback or ebook at Amazon or at my website karencataline.com.
7: Wouldn't it be great if life came with a remote control? You know, you could hit pause when you needed to, or hit rewind, like that time you knocked down that wasp's nest, Uh or that time you forgot to roll up your windows in the car wash.
6: Fantastic.
7: Yeah, a remote control would have come in handy then. Well, life doesn't always give you time to change the outcome. But pre-diabetes does. With early diagnosis and a few healthy changes like managing your weight, getting active, stopping smoking, and eating healthier, you can stop pre-diabetes before it leads to type 2 diabetes. It's easy to learn your risk. Take the one-minute test today at doihaveprediabetes.org. Life doesn't come with a remote control. So you're on your own with the wasps. You have the power to take control of pre-diabetes. Visit doihaveprediabetes.org today. That's doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes Awareness
8: Partners. Put a frog in a pot of boiling water and it'll jump right out. But put a frog in a pot of cool water and slowly heat it up, that frog will boil. As a metaphor for us and all that we go through as veterans, it's a story that rings true. We learn to endure the heat in silence. We apply what we learn to life. The bills, the job, the family. Things we're expected to handle with ease. When life heats up around us, we just try to stay afloat. We let the water boil. Reaching out isn't easy, but you've never been interested in easy. You join because you are not afraid of hard work. You are not a frog. If you or a veteran you know needs support, Don't wait until the water boils. Reach out. Find resources at va.gov slash reach. That's va.gov slash reach. Brought to you by the United States Department of Veterans Affairs and the Ad Council. Karen Cataline puts the Judeo in
0: Judeo-Christian. Now back to Spouting Off.
1: So good to have you along here on Spouting Off, whether you're listening on a Tuesday or a Friday or a Sunday or a Monday. We love Spouting Off, and we hope you will You will start spouting off more yourself. And it's a good thing. It means you're speaking uncensored. You're not censoring yourself. You're saying what's on your mind. Um, and sometimes... I think maybe I'm too negative when I do talk radio, but I got to be honest, I got to tell the truth. There is good news around, but here is something of which it is excellent news. Here to help us talk about it is one of my favorite guests. Every time I have him on, I think about the things we've talked about, and then I just have more questions. And that's what a good guest is all about. His name is Scott Powell. He has been a fellow at Stanford's Hoover Institution, Currently, senior fellow at Discovery Institute, having been a frequent guest, frequent guest on national radio and television, he has published two hundred and fifty articles in so many publications, including the ones you know, everyone knows: Wall Street Journal, New York Post, USA Today. Not always conservative ones. His first book caused such a stir; he was called on twice to provide expert witness testimony for the U.S. Senate Committee on Foreign Relations. Guess what we're going to talk about Constitution Day, and it's coming up right now this week. Welcome, Scott Powell, once again to Spouting Off.
9: Well, it is it is such a pleasure to be with you again.
1: Uh, it's a pleasure always to have you and we appreciate your time uh constitution day you write i think you wrote it yourself is and you write a lot is the most important but forgotten holiday this year tell us why
9: well first of all a little bit of history uh about constitution day it it um it is not a a federal or national holiday uh, for which people uh, have the day off and, and get paid a paid holiday It is what's known as a national observance holiday so I, I certainly can give grace to the people who, who who don't realize there is such a holiday but it but the reason that it's significant and it may well be the the most important holiday to understand especially now um, as compared with uh, you know, other national uh... holidays is really because the pressing national problems today are a result of corruption and departure from governance and law enforcement consistent with the Constitution. As a result, our country is threatened more now, I think, than at any time since the seven, seven southern states seceded from the Union in the Civil War, uh, you know, mm-hmm. prior to the Civil War breaking out. Um, so, I mean, I could spend some time in going back on that and why, why the Constitution is so miraculous, but let's just let's jump ahead and think about what I've just said. Um, mm-hmm. So the, the, the political corruption that's undermined the Constitution all around us uh, is worse than at any other time in our country. I, I really believe that. So let, let's, let's punctuate that. We we now have a record number of undocumented and illegal immigrants, criminals, and terrorists pouring over our southern border daily. And the numbers now, the aggregate numbers since Biden took office, is uh, close to 5 million people have crossed the border. Now, some of them have been repatriated, but that's a huge number. We've seen the defunding of police and wholesale increase in crime. We have lost our energy independence. Fourth, we have runaway inflation. Fifth, we have the inexplicable turnover of 80 billion dollars of advanced U.S. military equipment to the Taliban, uh, formally recognized as terrorists in Afghanistan. When we had that hasty and ill-thought, you know, evacuation, we have the censorship and deplatforming of independent voices and the legacy in social media we have the increase of government control of media narratives and we see that with covid we see it we see it with the with the vote issues and we have this political weaponization of law enforcement agencies against groups protesting school boards uh, questioning election integrity or researching the patterns of vote fraud and polling irregularities that these people are now being charged with being you know domestic Terrorists? <laughs> this is so outrageous that one can't digest this without saying, well, it's all, that's all true. America's a banana republic. It's no longer a constitutional republic. And, and, and that's true. We, we had an illegitimate election two years ago, so we have the installation of an illegitimate uh, uh, president.
1: And, and, if and you all do of not these acknowledge... policies that we
9: see going down are not necessarily a function of Joe Biden because he's incapable of thinking through these nefarious things. But there are people behind him who want to take America down, and they are basically, he's a compromised man, and he's putting forth these policies to achieve that, that America could fall without the enemy ever firing a shot.
1: Uh, it, it, well, thanks for all the good news, Scott Powell. No, I, this is what I talk well, about. Well, that's why the Constitution—the
9: Constitution—is good news, no, and I, I can share I'm why interested. why it is. But I, yes. I, I wanted to frame the discussion of why it's important and why it's important to get a hold of my book, Rediscovering America, because this is just one chapter in the book, and arguably it is the longest chapter because I felt that the Constitution. Is so important to understand understand how powerful it is, how it protects us, how it is truly the model government for a godly people.
1: Mm-hmm. So I'm going to cut to the chase, but I am delighted to say we're going to keep you for at least part of, if not all of the next segment. I can just hear the voices out there because our audience is very. Uh, they A lot of them have the curse of awareness. That's what I call it. Some of them got the curse of awareness nine or 10 years ago. And they're saying, well, that's all fine and good. We love the Constitution. That's why we want to go back to it. But what do you do when people at, who have the reins of power are shredding the Constitution as we speak without any accountability? Hard question, but I know you can handle it.
9: You want me to tackle it now? I'll start. If we need to go to a break, you let me know. know Well, the most important Um, thing is is to understand that the the two firsts in American that we can say about America that it is the first country in all of human history in the formation of government that accomplished two amazing things. Number one, it established that the purpose of government is to protect the unalienable God-given rights of the people, and those rights include the life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that the role of government is to protect the people and protect their freedom. In other words, the people are to be free, and you're to protect that freedom. Mm -hmm. And number two, the the other first in human history, was the recognition that the legitimacy of the government is only established through the people and the people's voice give the legitimacy to the government that's why vote fraud is so such an egregious crime it is really treason against our our country for this to have happened because the people's voice was cut off so we don't have the people's voice uh... choosing our government for so purpose what it was what do we do about this? Purpose. well
1: right what do we do about it
9: we we uh, we push back but in terms of right now, what everyone needs to do is you. we all know lots of people. <clears throat> and some of the people are with us, and some of the people are confused or on the fence, and some people are against us. You have to choose carefully. Your time is valuable. Don't waste your time on brainwashed people. But those people that, that don't understand the stakes, they, you need to bring them. You need to educate and bring them along so that they know how to vote on November 8th, and that they do vote. And I think we who are more committed with a, with a notion that we have to sacrifice a little bit more than we have, just as the founders sacrificed everything for our country, we can sacrifice an hour or two a week. Um, we could certainly sacrifice a whole day on Election Day on November 8th, in other words, get trained and volunteer to be a poll watcher to, you know, to stand over those vote counting tables because we cannot, we have to mitigate vote fraud everywhere. There w- right. It will happen. Uh, but I'd also remind everybody that we're likely to see some false flag events between now and Election Day where there may be a push to postpone the election, to stop the election, and we the people ha- have to demand that that not happen. No matter what happens, we have a, uh, you know, I mean if we had a power outage everywhere I don't know that you could have you you'd have to postpone the the election because it requires electricity to you know uh, count the votes yeah. and move things and so forth.
1: Let's hold that thought there. Scott Powell is with us a real treasure who will tell us more we'll we'll get a little deeper into Constitution Day itself and uh and why it's so important. This is Karen Cataline. You're listening to Spouting Off, and we're wrapping it up with the final segment. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere.
9: I was asking God through prayer, seeking a good news source. I believe he showed me the epic times. I deliver the mail and came across an issue. The
7: front page intrigued me, and I subscribed. Now, I cut out articles and give them to friends and family. I leave old issues at the library and around my community. We read it to our kids and love the positive messages in each article. So, why do I think everyone
9: should read the Epic Times? Because they're bringing back traditional values to this great country.
5: Share healthcare? How can I help?
3: help I missed the deadline.
5: Um, what deadline?
3: The healthcare deadline. I'm locked out.
5: We don't have any deadlines at Share Healthcare. You can enroll with us at any time.
3: Oh, but can I afford it?
5: Share Healthcare programs start at $149 a month.
3: Less than $5 a day. Can I keep my doctor?
4: Absolutely. Pick your own doctor and hospital.
3: Amazing. How do I join?
4: Just visit sharehealthcare.com.
3: Sharehealthcare.com. Sometimes you need a woman's opinion, especially if you're trying to do the impossible, which is to understand women. I'm not really comfortable talking about certain things with women I know or even with family members. I used to wish there was a smart woman who didn't know me, but who would care enough to give me good advice. Now there is. Ask Aunt Emma is for men only, but it's not therapy or phone dating. It's just wise advice is completely anonymous because you call and pay through liveadvice.com. So I decided to give it a try. I was amazed at Anna's Emma's insights. She gave me a lot to think about so I could decide what to do next. And maybe she can help you too. Find Ask Anna Emma on Facebook or register at liveadvice.com and you can speak to her practically right away. Again, you can find Ask Anna Emma on Facebook or you can register at liveadvice.com. Get the female perspective. Just ask Aunt Emma. Ask Aunt Emma is for men only.
6: Must be 18 or older. What is dedication? I am the father of a nine-year-old little girl and a six-year-old little boy. And I find fatherhood both relentlessly challenging and relentlessly rewarding. My daughter is biological and my son is adopted. I love them both so much. From the morning when you wake up, to putting them to bed at night and every moment in between, it really is so special. And boy, is it exhausting. One thing that I fear about being a parent is the future for my children. I think a parent's job is to protect our children, but also prepare them for the world so they become good, kind human beings. But I'm also hopeful that the future holds a more inclusive and compassionate world for them. That's dedication. Find out more at fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm-mm. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop.
4: Wait! 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 Wait!
6: Text and be late to work.
4: Sorry, I'm late.
6: Text and work. Text and pretend to work. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.
0: Sign up for Karen's newsletter and read her columns at KarenCataline.com. Now back to spouting off with Karen Cataline.
1: Welcome, everybody. Um, I'm always rushed at the end. It seems no matter how much I leave time. So. Thank you to Don, to everyone who produces this show during the week, and especially uh, our our third show of the week, and uh, it's syndication in all kinds of places. We are talking to the wonderful Scott Powell, author of Rediscovering America. You can find his website and read more from him on uh, at www.rediscoveringamerica.net, net. And we're talking about the most important holiday that we will celebrate all year, Constitution Day. Thank you, Scott Powell, for staying with us. We appreciate oh, it. Oh, Karen,
9: it's it's a pleasure. It really <laughs> is. Um, yeah, so, I, so I can't go remember ahead. where we left off, but if we go back to the—let's let, go back to the beginning, the Constitution and how it was
1: formed. Yes, exactly you know, there where it was going to go. There were
9: two amazing miracles that clearly show the hand of God in the— in in. The beginning of America in the formation of America, there were two big events. There was first the Revolutionary War, the War of Independence. It lasted five long years, from seventeen seventy-six to seventeen eighty-one. Uh, and the the colonial army, the Continental Army, as it came to be known, uh, was always on the defensive. It was it, it was uh, you know it, it was a miracle that this small underfunded, under-equipped, under-trained American militia could defeat Great Britain, which was then the most formidable military power in the world. And just to give you a picture, you know, America really had no merchant navy presence. It didn't have naval warships. Well, when the war took place, they said, well, we've got to get some naval presence. Let's convert a few merchant ships into warships. And, of course, that doesn't make them a warship, because in those days it's cannonballs hitting the side of the ship. And a merchant Mm -hmm. ship is not as well and and thickly constructed as a warship, like old Ironsides in Boston is a ship where the cannonballs bounced off it because it was was designed as a warship. (laughs) (laughs) We had seven of those converted merchant ships, and the British had 270 warships in our waters. How were we going to defeat the greatest military power in the world? But we did, and it was because of God's hand was on America. And the second miracle was in the forming of the United, was in the drafting, uh, the debate, then the drafting of the Constitution, which came, you know, a good number of years after uh, the military victory at Yorktown. The convent, the Constitutional Convention, took place in 1787. That was six years after the. The, out of the Paris Peace Treaty that ended the war. By contemporary standards, it's absolutely inconceivable how delegates from 13 extraordinarily disparate states could muster the forbearance and magnanimity, you know, big-heartedness to agree on the terms of a new Constitution, uh, you know, after only four months of deliberation. The Constitu- oh. they, they they started that convention in May, like the the end of the second week in May, and the this, this, the the Constitution was signed on September 17th, which is why we call tomorrow September 17th Constitution Day. But isn't it incredible that that these all it these people incredible. from different from 13 different states could agree, come together, <laughs> and sign nice. something? If it, if the hand of God wasn't on that, then I don't know what what else can explain it.
1: Scott Powell, don't we need the hand of God again today to save well, absolutely. us, to give us Absolutely, and,
9: and the hand of God is, we see Return it at work.
1: America. We,
9: we yeah. see it in, in, in subtle ways, but I think God's hand is going to move in much bigger ways uh, in the months to come. I, I, I really believe that, because, uh, you know, we have a strong Christian remnant in this country, a prayerful Christian remnant. And we do need to pray. We do need to repent for our country because we've committed horrible sins against God. Uh, But we still have a large remnant, and we know that God will honor that. And we we know that we can't overcome Satan ourselves. We cannot overcome this evil that envelops the land that I just documented, and all these policies that we're pursuing, which are, are all taking America down. On purpose,
1: Uh, it bears mentioning that our religious pluralism, yes, there are many, many Christian conservatives, but you don't have to be a Christian to love America, to love religious pluralism, and to love the Constitution that uh, declares freedom of religion. Um, And um, as a proud Jewish person, I stand with Christians in wanting to be accountable to God instead of men who want to be God in everyone else's universe, so let me ask you with our last minute or two couple of minutes how uh, could we should we ought we to celebrate Constitution day on September seventeenth
9: well originally it it was uh it, it was thought and and it was suggested I don't know that it was official policy in our, in our educational system at any time. Of course, the Department of Education really wasn't established in Carter until Carter formed it in, I think, 1979, I think it was actually established. So before that, you know, schools were all local. Uh, control of schools was entirely a local thing. Um, but it was, it, schools were encouraged to take the day off from the usual curriculum and focus the students' attention on the Constitution, uh, you know, learn about it, study it, what it is. And, of course, there's plenty of curriculum for different levels of, different grade levels, different levels of, of sophistication, if you will, uh, to do that. And, and there are resources uh, that exist today to, to help people. My book is one of them. Um, but it is, you know, it's a great story. And if people connect to it and, and they realize that their way of life their very freedom, their prosperity is contingent on a constitutional government, a government that is 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 given boundaries, is, is given limitations on what it can do and and a con a government which empowers the people and really allows the people to be free and, and be creative, uh, be inventive, be entrepreneurial, because that's where the solutions to society take place in the private sector. You know, people are always coming mm-hmm. up with better ways of doing things, and then they monetize that, right? If you've got a great idea and you can monetize it, you're entitled to the profit. And and that has been the story of the explosive growth in the U.S. economy from, you know, from those early days of the Constitution until. You know the by the time uh, World World War II came, which was when it was probably less than two hundred years, America was the number one economic power in the world. Yes. That, that's just we can remarkable. hear
1: your passion. We have to wrap it up. We can hear your passion and love for this country, and many of our listeners feel the same way. Thank you so much. Get his book Rediscovering America, Scott S. Powell. Thank you for joining us. We we always love having you. And Karen, on.
9: the next time I'm on your show, I want to tell you the story of the role of a key Jewish immigrant who provided <laughs> the funding for the for the revolution for, for the uh, continental army. A Can't Jewish wait individual. to hear it.
1: We'll have you on. That right. wraps it for this edition of Spouting Off. Tune in always and keep on a- spouting off.